I want Apple equality. Hello and welcome to episode number 238 of Grumpy Old Ben's Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America just outside of Chirac where those Cyber Monday deals aren't always what they're cracked up to be. And from America's left coast where we all need a little bit more AI in our lives. I'm Ryan Pemrose. I know. That's why I miss AI.cooking. We need the AI. Well, AI.cooking was just an amazing podcast that told us everything about the AI that we were missing from our lives. Now we don't have it and we don't know what we're missing. So how do we know what we're missing if we don't know? Well, you can listen to Angry Tech News, except, uh, oh, shit. Is that show still around? Is that the issue? It's still around. I believe it or not, I have notes that are from stories that are getting more and more stale by the day because I just haven't come up with time. Here's what's happened, by the way, since our last Grumpy Old Ben's episode. Last Wednesday, I don't remember if I mentioned it on the show or not, but while I was doing the show, uh, my mother had flown in from Hawaii and was staying with us. And she was over in the other end of the room hearing my side of the podcast during that show. Yes. And she was very chilly, too. She was uh, because it doesn't heat up. In fact, uh, it's been very cold all week. It is currently uh, right at 32 outside, which is zero C for those of you who have never moved on to a more modern temperature system and uh it is oh it's all the way up to 59 in here it was 550 when i woke up this morning yeah that's chilly that's a little bit too cold and uh so carrying firewood in a bathrobe was the first order of the day well, but mean, anyway, it didn't, it didn't have to be in the bathroom. You chose that particular part of the, the situation. Yes, I could have theoretically gone out naked in the sub freezing <laughs> temperatures. The neighbors love but it. But I thought, you know, I'm just going to put some clothes on very briefly so that I don't end up knocking firewood off the pile with my nipples. That's true. You have to be safe. Yeah. So since then, uh, I Wednesday night had to entertain my mom. Thursday all day was, of course, Thanksgiving. I would with big family event had to help out in the kitchen, uh, me helping out in the kitchen because I'm not the chef of the family, at least not the extended one was I got to do dishes and, uh, and put a place setting, you know, the menial stuff. Somebody has finally to get it. back from that, sit down five days straight uh, working because I had to switch around my days to, for mom. And let me tell you, uh, this was not the w- week to be working for uh, a delivery company. You think a lot of people were ordering things? I think a lot of people were. And I personally had my hands on a lot of them. You're welcome. You, I, no, what you have to say is you had your hands on a lot of packages this week. <laughs> you, I know no, you very somebody would I saw that. Uh-huh. You tap danced around that one very eloquently. Uh, let me tell you. Somebody would ISO that. We can't have that. Yeah, There's enough had- clips of my voice out on the internet already. Black Friday, Cyber Monday. It's all a scam. Of course it's a scam. Did you know that 
you can actually order the same product on any random Thursday in April as you can on Friday after Thanksgiving. And often they're just about the same price. No, no, no. The, the, all the Black Friday deals where they've really lowered the price from, well, they haven't. I mean, I noticed that because I ordered some mugs on Shutterfly on uh, Cyber Monday. Because they're like, oh, an extra 25% off. And they did, which was good because the Costco discount is already like 51% plus free shipping. And then, of course, they extended it out until today. And I'm like, oh, let's see what else they got. And no, if oh, I'm sorry, but they, they do all kinds of custom stuff. And one of the things was, well, special today, put in coupon code jingle and you jingle. Can, yeah, I know you can choose five of these 20 items. You can order one of each and all you have to pay is the shipping. And they uh, had, yeah, this is where the scam comes in. Uh-huh. You, you could have a mug. I, I can already smell the scam. Uh-huh, calendars, they had ornaments. So, I mean, a lot of the items that they carry, and I'm thinking maybe they're just trying to get people to order one of each of these things, a wine glass. So that way, maybe you'll order more in the future. And I wasn't really sure how the stacking would go. So I'm like, okay, if I have $50 or whatever the Costco thing is for free shipping in there, and then I add all of these, will they be free? Well, no, they won't. Because Imagine they, that. they still want to charge you for the shipping on the items that are free. But here's the funny part. If you take away that promotion and just put all those same items into the cart for the Costco, which is the price you get the whole rest of the year, that was cheaper than taking advantage of the free promotion that they were having. This is why it pays to do some research. Yes. You have to so know. Did you, did you get a new calendar? No, I wasn't. See, now, I would have, I would have ordered a calendar. I've been thinking of like this kind of stuff for grumpy old bands for planet rage. Well, not for unrelenting. Cause really who listens I, to unrelenting? I don't Gene. Does he listen? <laughs> not usually. Okay. But the calendars, it's like, well, this will take a lot of work because you have obviously 12 months. You have 12 main photos. You have a photo for the front. You have individual days if you want to put special days so if you make a grumpy old ben's calendar you could have oh my birthday on this day your birthday on this day oh episode one occurred on this day you could customize everything about the calendar and i'm like that just seems like way too much work and besides the best calendar's already been made if it doesn't have pictures of a naked dame delorean on it why would you even put it on your wall well see, so you can get all sorts of things you can just create that with ai yourself a naked dame delorean probably i'm not sure that's necessary <laughs> you can just you you don't need the ai she, is, uh, she she does not suffer from the type of shame that a lot of people do and she definitely has a body worth flaunting not that not that i like to creep on this person or anything but uh she's pretty hot and a great podcaster great combination i can't believe netnet's making the comment that we don't have the bodies to flaunt if we were going to put pictures of us in the calendar nobody wants to see my body on a calendar not even in uniform oh okay i so i don't know if this was just a, a weird meme going around but it, i i, I, I haven't just, seen i just have to say i really i don't mean to interrupt you but i kept no, yes, hearing these, you do these little noises and gene's listening because he's first message fuck you next not for unrelenting next gene doesn't listen well not to the, <laughs> not to unrelenting he may listen to this show but is Gene like just texting you during the show? Yes. And it's, well, it's through signal. So it's like, going, how is your phone not in a drawer? 
Well, it's, it's not it's not through the phone. It's through the internet. It's through the computer. Signal is. I on. just put the computer in a drawer. And I should. Go, we put everything like in a drawer. JCD this shit. Put put your keyboard on the floor right now. Okay, I'll put it on the floor and then I'll scream into the microphone and I need to put my speakers on full blast. And and, and make sure that when whenever you're podcasting, you're you're just, you know, occasionally Get the microphone, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh opening cans right into the mic and uh oh, and you cannot have headphones. And That's does, not an option. It sounds like Gene wants the cheesecake unrelenting calendar. That would sell like hotcakes. It might sell like cheesecakes. It might sell like it might melt like a cheesecake. It might do that too. Okay. So you kind of said you've seen this. I've definitely seen a lot of, of memes and even, uh, you know, occasionally not that I would ever admit to watching a TikTok video, but videos of black Friday sales. Is this a new thing this year where a, a company at a retailer will have a, a, a price say, you know, $900 every day leading up to, and then black Friday, They'll put up a special sticker that says you was $1,100, now $900. Obvious scam, but I've seen too many examples of that. Is that a thing? Is that a new thing? Are you aware of? I think it's been going on for a long time, especially if it's the retail price that they're then showing you what you're discounted off of. Like, like jacking up the regular price so that you can discount it back down to the price that it was a week ago. Yeah. Well, people do that on all sorts of things. Even wait a minute. Are marketing people unethical and are they lie to you? Is that some, when did that start? Some do, some don't. I mean, there, (laughs) this is also the same thing with the, the mainly, and I'm sure there's others, but for me, it's the pizza slash Italian restaurants that you get to the point. If you don't have the coupon, you don't buy the food, but they know everybody uses the coupon. So, you know, they're not doing anything but raising the price because they know you got the coupon. So the price that they want to get is always going to be the price they're getting. I mean, I've always been used to avoiding scams this time of year, but it seems like more and more of them are coming from the big companies and not from, from some scammer who's trying to rip you off in the name of the big company. Right. Well, but this has always been the way it is because if you're like, okay, I want to get $30 for this sweatshirt, t-shirt, whatever you're selling. Well, then you come down like, well, retail price is $60. So you're getting it for 50% off. And you know what I really missed this year was uh, where were all the videos of the Black Friday brawls? I don't know. I don't think there where, are as many because everybody where, where shops online. Where were the online. people shooting each other over big screen TV? No, right. actually, it's not, not big screen TVs. Honestly, we all have big screen TVs by now. What, what you know what we needed Black Friday deals on was some groceries, yes, some gas. You're right. <laughs> we need something like that because the TVs are actually cheaper than the groceries yeah. still. Give me eggs for 40% off. You will see people shooting each other for that. I mean, everybody's the, got a big screen TV. Hell yeah. And that's the sad thing. You could get like a 40, 45 inch television for less than what your weekly groceries cost now. Yeah, no kidding. It's weird. Like, oh, you, you could. Why doesn't everybody just eat their TV? Uh huh. That would be good. You can get some precious metals in. I mean, I realized that. I mean, I hadn't looked at TVs in years, and it was like a year ago. It's full of vitamins and minerals. Yes, it is. It's tasty and crunchy too. That my mom wanted one for their bedroom because, well, my dad watches the baseball games or the hockey games, and she's like, I'd much rather just go watch a Hallmark movie or something. 
And she's like, well, how much are TVs? And I went and I looked that it was around Christmas, I think, last year because it was the special. We bought it at the supermarket, believe it or not, because you can get TVs at the supermarket now. There's a lot of crazy things you can get at the supermarket. I got a, a deck umbrella at the supermarket last year. Why not? It was like Why a, not? it was like a 45 inch television. I mean, I forget what brand. I mean, it wasn't great, but it more than did the job. And it was like 189 bucks. It's like, that's just nothing now. Yeah, that's, which, that's, which, is, which is why if it wasn't for the fact that wiring it would be a bitch rather than having the six posters hanging up in the office here that I do. They're 20 by 30 because Costco back in the day, you could print up the 20 by 30 stuff fairly cheaply. It would be so much easier now. Just replace those I mean, with televisions. What, what, what wiring does it like? It what needs power, power yeah. and it needs your Wi-Fi password because that's how they get the subliminal messaging in. Well, or you would have to wire it to one unit. Otherwise, you'd have to Raspberry Pi every unit, which I'm not saying is a horrible idea. But it would need a unit but, to then be able to get the I image. I think that's better than giving my Wi-Fi password to Samsung. Probably. <laughs> but they're going to hack it anyway. Samsung's going to keep on trying and they're eventually <laughs> going to get it. I, you know, I, I think privacy here's, here's a new product for privacy is a Faraday cage for the TV. Just so it can't see you or make sure it doesn't have a camera. That's the creepiest thing when oh, these things have front yeah. facing cameras now. You, yeah, they do. Yes. Um, like I remember when the Xbox had a front facing camera and nobody bought it. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, that's beyond creepy. And they're like, well, we're just using it for the uh, facial recognition so we can try to get no. a demographic on who's watching the TV. You don't need a friggin' demographic. That is none of your damn business. Why you need the Faraday cage. Like, why yeah. is that TV so cheap? Because it's watching you more than you're watching it. Fortunately, front-facing cameras, as I learned with laptops 25 years ago, can easily be defeated with a piece of duct tape. Yes, as long as people know they're there, because otherwise people are like, why would you ever hook up your TV to the internet? Well, now it's all the streaming stuff built right yeah. in, which is also why I still recommend, even though it's another step, I'd much rather have a Roku box or one of these, whatever brand it is, Apple's got them, Amazon's got them. You could just hook that up to your TV. That way your TV never has to have access to the internet. Broadcast TV, now yep. with two-way video streaming. If they could, man, that would be great. Broadcast That's TV kinda, is still a better picture. Kind of what you just described is is they're streaming video to you, and meanwhile you're streaming video right back, and you just don't know it. Not over the air though. That's all over the bit streams. That's the internet. That's so creepy. Uh huh. It is. You never know when your device is watching or listening to you. Over the air is that still even a thing? Yes. I mean, because who doesn't have cable at this point? NetNet. I mean, other he says than the people who don't want a lot of OTA. Who? NetNet. Oh in the troll okay. room right now. Well, here's the thing. It's free. And if you're within X amount of miles of the television station, it's an uncompressed, clearer picture than you're going to get on cable or streaming. So what you're getting is extremely crisp, high quality commercial, full color, full detail <laughs> ads. Yes. All the time that you are getting not worth it. Beautiful ads. I mean, the ads in probably 8k. Oh, the ads are going to be much higher quality. Like, like in the eighties and nineties, when the ads were about five dB louder than any program, you always had to get up and turn the damn TV down. Yeah. They made now laws about just, that. <laughs> yeah. There was there. Yeah. Was it, was it an actual law or was it an Elizabeth Warren style law where she just said she was going to do something and then we still get 
spam texts anyway. I think there was actually, because you can control this over the airwaves. It's very hard to control the spam. A lot of these things they're trying to put through. It's like, I, I really just ripped apart a tech dirt article on random thoughts yesterday. I know that's hard to believe. It was uh, well, so left wing. used to be really, really good. I know. Now it's garbage. And it was all just an anti-Republican thing about TikTok. And they're like how stupid they are because the Republicans are trying to block funding for schools and educational areas if the uh, connection can get TikTok. And yes, I understand blocking TikTok on a router for something like a school is not very effective because if the kids know how to use a VPN or if the kids just, you know, use their own cell network with yeah. their phone, or just, just hide their phone in their backpack and tell the teacher's not looking. Uh-huh. And then you could probably even connect it, you know, as a hotspot, depending on how your computers are in school, whatever they're hooked up to. But I understand the concept. They're like, I would, if I was the guy running the internet connections for the schools, just like if I was the guy running it for most major companies, I'd be like, block, unless it's the guy doing social media for our company, I'd be like, block all social media, block all gambling sites, block all porn. And I know it's not easy to it's, do these things. Uh, it's also an ugly, slippery slope. I, yes. I absolutely get there are certain things that people should not be doing, uh, it, but yes. while working, it's a, it's a dangerous a road to go down, especially like. Okay, if if you are a corporate IT department, then you can kind of justify going, hey, here's, you know, a, a Pornhub. Probably okay, maybe to, to block at your corporate firewall because you don't. But, okay, here's an example. When I was at Microsoft, um, uh, uh, Dvorak Uncensored, is that what it was called? Back then? Something like that, yeah. Or un, was it? Un, that that site was blocked at the Microsoft firewall. Why? The because HACD. the word uncensored, they thought it was porn. I think. <laughs> but was it? It's either that or they or the corporate IT actually had listened to Dvorak and went, no, this guy, there's there's no justified reason why we should ever. But yeah, John C. Dvorak's site, uh, a Dvorak uncensored, I think it was, was blocked at the Microsoft corporate firewall. And of course, no amount of emails to corporate IT could get it unblocked. They're like, no, I'm sorry, we're not going to have this uncensored site. Because they don't know that, that is a dangerous route to go down. Yeah. And that's a way different thing. Blocking a specific site that, you know, is not good like Pornhub. And then just, oh, the website says P-O-R-N somewhere. We'll, we'll make sure we block it, even though that could be part of anything that could be talking about a tornado. You know, you could be doing anything that is not actually porn. Now you've got my mind trying to figure out what a tornado is and whether or not I want to watch it. You don't remember tornadoes? Apparently not. That's what they used to call it when you, you clicked on one of those things back in the early days of the internet and all of a sudden the pop-up started coming. Choo, 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 porn, 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 oh, porn. yes, yes. That was a tornado. Is that what that, okay. See, right? I didn't really experience, I, I experienced it when, in the early stages when it was just ads, but by the time it had progressed to porn, I had already went, okay, we're going to go ahead and patch the browser and yeah, this, this doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, I had I had pop up blockers in my browser before browsers included it because I had the source code because you were cool, man. And no, I was just really easily annoyed with all the pop up porn. If it was porn, I might have put up with it. It was ads. It was it was by, you know, coupons Buy this click on my site. How long is kind of the gist of ads now? 
it's what, probably 15 years ago since I've had a, you know, a problem where somebody opens up a page and all of a sudden there's like 8,000 new pop-ups all filled with bad things popping into the screen. Really? Because I went to The Verge just last week. Well, see, that's a different thing. You don't want to do that. Do not go to The Verge. Well, and then, I mean, we'll scoop them because I saw this was mentioned in the No Agenda newsletter for tomorrow. They've got the Sports Illustrated AI story on deck. Nice. I mean, since AI.cooking isn't around anymore and we're kind of a tech show. When we can, if we can't avoid it, yeah. If we can avoid the tornadoes, we try to go tech. And this story I thought was interesting because Sports Illustrated is trying to deflect. The story that came out was, again, unnamed sources or somebody at the company. Of course, sources say all the best things. I know that the Sports Illustrated folks have been producing content, get this, written by AI. And not only now, that. You don't say. They're, well, they got guess. caught. It's. Let me guess. It's inane and completely devoid of content. And when you read it, you feel dumber at the end. And yes, it, none of the sentences work together and it, it just it doesn't flow. And there's typing error. Basically, it can't be distinguished between that and a regular Sports Illustrator article. Yeah, it used to be good back in the day. I mean, the last time it was, I think the Sports Illustrated did something worthy. The centerfolds were pretty good back in the day. Well, the early swimsuit issues were worthy i mean the kathy ireland years those were good years and uh what's the petro um the one that married the guy from the cars um wait why can't i remember her name now so i mean net net will know because he knows all this oh paulina poraskova i beat net net which is always good those years were really good for these with sports. a stick yeah we could beat net net with a stick a hockey stick, probably, because he's, you know, from Detroit and he likes hockey. So that's the way to go. That must be it. But the curious case of Sid Finch was one of the last great pieces that Sports Illustrated had back in the 80s. And it was an April Fool's article that actually fooled people about like a farm boy that could throw like 130 miles an hour or something like that. Oh, yeah. I remember back when people could be fooled by April Fool's because... Because you weren't inundated by them and also they were funny. Yeah, that was the way to go. But the way they were caught with these articles and now Sports Illustrated came back and said, no, no, these were just uh, these were just like third party like reviews that were paid content. And there other people like, no, that's not what it was. But how they got caught was they had names and photos of these alleged journalists that didn't exist. and. The way they were nailed was somebody took those photos. I know a lot of people listening to this show are a little more tech savvy than the average person and understand that in Google, in Bing, in there's other companies, uh, I forget the name, Sky, something or other. You can go in and search by image. You can actually say, here's an image. You can upload it. You can give it a URL to a JPEG and say, hey, where else is this on the Internet? Well, that's what these people did with the photos of these journalists that didn't exist for Sports Illustrated. And it came back to a company that sells AI generated headshots for things just <laughs> like this. It was like a stock when, when headshot. Was, this was recently. Yes. See, in the in the 90s or like 15 years ago, that would have been hilarious. I'm totally cool. And now I don't know. 
Okay. Well, here's yeah. what I don't understand because whoever's behind this is so bad at what they do that they couldn't go get a free account at any of these stable diffusion websites where they could have just created their own person that wouldn't have been on anybody else's website. I mean, you did, you, you had to buy an AI generated headshot. Also who pays for things on the internet? I know I can't figure it out. Is, is that still a thing? Cause that's how you get caught. Obviously is if you maybe they got buy a black it. Friday deal on, on the images. Uh huh. Maybe. But that's how they got nailed. And it doesn't surprise me that websites in Sports Illustrated is one of them, as is Fox News and pretty much every news site. They rely on the clickbaits. They rely on just pumping out article after article and trying to get you to click so that way they can sell some ads. It doesn't surprise me that they're adding fluff. I mean, they may still have real writers. I mean, humans, I'm not saying they're good writers, but they have humans maybe still. Yeah, yeah. alleged journalists. Right. But I can also understand why you just create a bunch more to try to get more content for people to click on because every click is cash. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's sleazy when journalists do it. Leave it to podcasters. Exactly. And if we could AI this shit, we'd be doing it in a heartbeat. The AI is getting better. The, and I don't know the, uh, how hard or what this would cost at this point. But there's a guy that does music videos on YouTube, Rick Beato. I think his name is, I may be butchering it, but he breaks down things and it'll show you how songs are played and he'll go through and, and do music theory. And he sells a bunch of courses and all that. And he was talking about the AI music and some of it just being God awful, but he was talking about having an 11 labs account, which is the, one of those places that will let you train your voice. and then you can just type in whatever you want your voice to say. And he said they've been trying it out. So he trained his voice and then just did the translate to Spanish and granted they're not at the point yet where the mouth is going to match what's being said, (laughs) but he's like the translation from people that he ran it through, you know, and had that actually spoke the Spanish, the translation was great. And it sounded like him and the pronunciation. They're like, it sounds like a, you know, English speakers speaking Spanish, but he said it was very, very well done, which that is a very cool idea to be like, wait, we could take grumpy old Ben's. I mean, we don't, we don't even have video. This is the next podcasting 2.0 feature. Yeah, exactly. That we take the podcast and then it just automatically converts it into different languages, but it still sounds like us. Because I mean, seriously, how awesome would I be to, to go on a rant in German. I don't know if that was German or not. I don't know. The translator will know. Yeah. The translator will tell me what the hell I was just ranting about. Probably would, electric vehicles. But that would be awesome. And you're right. I think this is one of the features that will eventually get to on podcasting 2.0 or something like that, that can do this kind of stuff on the fly. It'll get there. I mean, we'll long before then we'll be able to do it on our ourselves being able to take the two audio streams and then just convert it. And then we can still talk over each other in different languages. It would be great. It wouldn't be grumpy old Ben's if we weren't talking over each other. Exactly. Well, this is how we get more show into the same amount of time. We're saving people time. It's yes, because you need to hear more of our fluff. Exactly. If you're not being fluffed by grumpy old Ben's, you're just not being fluffed. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
I didn't really prepare. Did I mention I was busy last week? No. Why were you busy? I don't know. You know, apparently uh, in five days, I got uh, 58 hours clocked. Wow. That's a pretty uh, impressive schedule there. Which is quite a long time to be behind the wheel. Well, it uh, is. You don't want to fall asleep. No, no. They, they, they're, sleeping wasn't a problem, but, uh, you know, stopping by a local convenience store and picking up a 40 just so I could get through my day was was tempting. Yeah, that would make sense. But the uh, so the Sports Illustrated thing doesn't really surprise anybody. AI is going to be I guess everywhere. Not. Oh, you mean tabloid rag does tabloid rag things? Yes. News at 11. Well, this is what they're all going to be. Now. I mean, everything. Amazon's having a big problem right now trying to determine how it's going to keep AI generated books off of their website because they realize uh, you're going to be overloaded. And oh, yeah. With all of the digital content that they sell. If you're trying to keep it so the people that are buying can actually find things that are good rather than AI drivel, you have to be able to keep the AI drivel off the site. But how can you? Because it's very hard to determine what's the, AI. The first place I saw this trend was at uh, Literatica, where the number of submissions over the course of about four months, the number of submissions went up tenfold. Yes. And most of them are unreadable. You're like, I can tell this is an AI. This is not a human. Well, it, it's either a, a human or an autistic four-year-old playing with alphabet blocks. That's possible too. Or, or, or an AI. I'm not sure. But this is where you get the concept that everybody can submit as you can with that site as it is with Amazon. Anybody can sell a book. You just have to submit it and say it's you own it. That's all you have to do. Yeah. And, so, and the tricky part was the amount of time necessary to generate all of those words. And suddenly we have the ability to generate lots and lots and lots of words that nobody wants to read immediately. And it's interesting because you can use other works now as a template. You can feed it in literally a complete novel and say, well, change this character to this, change this to this, change the plot in this way. And it'll more or less spit out the original book with those changes. Now you probably still have to make sure it yeah, more or less didn't. Lose. I've noticed it. Uh, sorry. A lot of times it just loses the plot. Yeah. I have noticed with, with AI generated fiction, at least, it, you know, kind of like the, the hallmarks of AI generated images is things like the six fingers and, uh, you know, backgrounds blending weirdly with, the AI generated fiction, the text, uh, it will do a lot of problems like uh, it will lose tenses. It, it won't. It'll kind of bounce between present and past and uh, tenses. It will uh, it lose descriptions where uh, it like introducing a character, but not giving the name like one sentence. It'll say uh, he did this. And then the next sentence, it'll introduce who it was. So that yes, there. It'll get there's uh, repeated passages, which is something that I do when I've had too much caffeine. Well, right. So you don't know. Maybe that's not an AI then. Maybe it's just well, maybe it's not, up on but it's bad writing. Yes. Well, this is I, why you need those other. You, the AI needs to be run through another AI so it can fix those problems. Well, that right there is a, another problem. I've seen quite a few articles just in the last couple of weeks about uh, people starting to realize the problems 
that are going to occur now that AI has been con- started consuming AI content yes. in order to feed the model. Yes. If you're feeding garbage, garbage in garbage out. I, I mean, it's not all garbage, but it's, it, it's the copy of a copy of a copy problem, the copy degradation at some point, whatever AI, like somewhere along the line, we're going to reach a point where the majority of images out there have six or 12 fingers per hand. And AI is just going to refuse to believe that some people only have five. That's clearly a fake right? because most of the inputs all have six or 12 or 37 fingers per hand. I'm going to do a, a test. A I've been meaning to do this on uh, no agenda social or Twitter and create to do the, uh, can you spot the different, not spot the difference, but create three photos of an AI woman. And then take one off of the internet somewhere that's real and be like, spot the real. I'm very curious what the percentage would be on people that are able to determine what is reality now and what isn't. Because I think most people will be fooled as long as there's a human looking at the AI and getting rid of those things like the six fingers and that as long as you look for the obvious telltale signs, I don't think people can tell the difference. One of the reasons why AI hits headlines so much and people freak out about this stuff is that we are currently in the the gap. There's every time that you get a new technology, whether it be uh, deep fakes or, you know, back in the past, it was, uh, you know, the ability to splice audio recordings or uh, the invention of Photoshop. But every time you get a new technology for fooling people, it's a few years before Eventually, most of the people start to distrust and realize that, hey, this can be faked. It it takes a little bit of time for people's bullshit detectors to catch up. And right now, the idea that, hey, here's an image of a scene and it must be real because it's a picture is just starting to fade from human consciousness. People are finally starting to pick up with, yeah, pictures can be faked. I, I don't know how long it takes, but at some point the, the stories will stop because we'll realize, Hey, you know, yeah, it's a picture. We don't know if it's true or not, or maybe, you know, you have to, you know, nowadays when ever since Photoshop, you have to send it to a lab and it's like, well, right. I can tell because of the pixels. Uh, <laughs> Only if somebody's not doing it right. You know, I actually well, saw that on a show. I don't remember what the show was where some lab expert said, well, this is obviously a fake. You see these pixels here. And, and the only way that would be true is if you take a lower resolution image and then try to put that over a higher resolution, because then you could see everything's clear, except in this little area, all of a sudden that's, you know, that's kind of blurred. So there are ways, but that's very, you know, that's sloppy well, work. It's the same. It's the same illusory, illusionary world guy. I definitely caffeinated today <laughs> where uh, you you have the ability for your CSI departments to take a, a blurry screenshot and say enhance and suddenly it adds more pixels. Enhance, enhance. Well, it does that. That's the oddity. And I did this for my parents maybe 10, 15 years ago. I mean, now AI ago. can, but you well, just got to know it. that data is made up. Right. Well, it is absolutely made up. It is guessed. But I just did that uh, for my parents with their wedding photo, which is going on like 65 yeah. years. You were like adding a mistress in, right? You could, well, that way makes things more interesting. 
but I had scanned an old just black and white photo years ago and did whatever I could in Photoshop and cleaned it up. But now with these AI uh, features that Topaz and I'm sure other people have where it looks for faces and it does try to recreate things that aren't there, you know, if it's a little too fur, you know, fuzzy, if it's a little too dark. If it's a little too furry, you're looking at a different kind of porn. Yes, that's a totally different thing. But there's no question that the technology is there now. And you're right. It's guessing. I mean, the, the enhance button is absolutely coming to an AI near you. It's probably already in Photoshop, but it's not going to be like like the, the Star Trek image or the CSI image where you get a, a blurry photo that has a grand total of 30 pixels right. and say enhance and suddenly you get an exact image, a crisp image of someone's face in a mirror somewhere. Aha, uh, now we know who the killer is. It was yeah. Bemrose. Well, it was, but that data wasn't in the picture, right? Not, not in the 30 <laughs> pixels that were available. And we're going to have a button in Photoshop or, or whatever image program, it'll probably be one in the GIMP, which has a far better name than Photoshop. I'm sorry. Yes. And they have been uh, under but, some pressure to change that name for years. I know. And I love that they're sticking with it. They're like, nope, this is the, the GNU image manipulation program. That's what its name is. We're not changing it. I, I, I really appreciate that they've resisted that. The, the enhance button in all these suites is going to be able to take you a blurry image and give you a crisp image. But I really hope people recognize all of those interpolated details. They weren't in the picture of themselves. The data was not there. This is made up. This is fiction. This is, this is a, a fever dream. The AI was like, I'm going to have to use my imagination in so much as they have them. It, it it's not reality. I, I'm just waiting for the moment when some prosecutor in the real world takes a, a blurry reflection in the side of a passing truck and runs it through one of these AI suites and hits enhance and gets a picture and then arrests somebody based on that. It's coming soon. I, I'm sure it is. I just I, I want people to realize that this stuff it does not have any kind of powers that humans don't have. And one of the powers it has is the ability to make shit up out of whole cloth. That's false. Yes. Well, don't trust anything you see on the internet. There was an article uh, on Fox last week, Scarlett Johansson tackling an AI company. I mean, I mean one I'd pay to see that because it'd be kind of cool to yeah. see her tackle. In fact, you, you know what? You could put that headline into a prompt and I bet you'd get some pictures <laughs> worth looking at. Yes. It would be way more interesting than the reality. And this though, I'm wondering where fair use comes into play because it seemed to me that the ad that she was taking umbrage with was for a company that does one of these AI photo video generators, Lisa AI. I mean, I'm sure your wife probably owns that one. Now the, ad, I think she sold the rights. Oh, see, that's too bad. Cause it's probably worth, well, maybe zero yeah. at this point for a Scarlet. sandwich and some altcoins or something uh, way back in the day. This. <laughs> showed from what I could tell the ad was letting you know, this wasn't actually Scarlett Johansson, but it was showing you how good of a job that their program could do. And I'm wondering, it's like, where does fair use come in to be like, well, Hey, you couldn't even, and I get it. People have a certain amount of rights to their image. Although it's a weird thing because it's not exactly copyrightable. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say fair use doesn't come in at all because it's not copyright. It's somebody that's taking your it's, likeness. There is something yeah. legally with it, likenesses, it, but it, it's it's a, what's it called? Right of publicity or something that. Yeah. And it's right. I mean, if you do the same thing with an AI generated person, then there's no copyright issues at all. The, it, it's one of the weird things about copyright law in the U.S. is the subject of a pho- photograph gets no inherent rights over it. Correct. The copyright goes immediately to the photographer. The guy that pushed the button. And if you, if, if there wasn't a, a photographer's image used for it, there's no copyright whatsoever, no matter how much it looks like you. And this and, is where my questions are starting to come with this kind of technology, because it's like, well, obviously it's illegal them to do this and i said well okay because this part of this was using her image right and part of it was using her voice now there could be other people that sound exactly like her i understand voices uh they're most you can tell the difference between most people but there are people that sound a lot like each other yeah so if somebody sounds exactly like johnny cash elvis presley and starts using their voice to do commercials Can you go against them? Well, because everybody's going to think, wow, that there there has in fact, there has in fact been case law in the past about this sort of thing. There was, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Bing Crosby maybe, or uh, I might, I I don't remember who it is, but it was about that era who uh, a lookalike was trying to sell widgets under uh, using their voice and never introduced themselves at it. And they got shot down in court because the person may have sounded like him, but he never said he was the the celebrity. Right. He was just hawking some product. So this is going to open up some other weird legal things where if you're a person that looks a lot like Taylor Swift or sounds a lot like Taylor Swift, you then can make a yourself. lot of money. You can make a lot oh. of money, though, selling yourself as an AI. It'd yeah, like, that might that might work, too. I just I. Like, ow. Sorry, if I if I sounded like Taylor Swift, I'd just go step in front of a bus. Well, how about an Amazon truck? Hey, they don't move fast enough. <laughs> You're like, I could take that son of a bitch. Oh down. my god, those things have a top speed of like 35. They are so gutless. You're like, I'm getting this thing out on the highway, and it's like, nope. My my automated nanny cam will give me an an, an infraction that it then sends to the company if if I speed and go too fast. I'm like, well, that's never going to happen because my foot's to the floor and I'm doing 41. You're like nitrous, put on the nitrous baby. <laughs> it says, yeah. in this- do any of these packages in the back have some fuel additive? Uh-huh. We can get a little boost in this uh, Fox article in October. It says a proposed no fakes act was released as a discussion draft by a bipartisan group of senators. This coming from Bloomberg law, which said, would establish the federal right to control one's own image and voice. Well, ah, senators who've never read the First Amendment. Well, but how? I mean, again, your own image and voice. So when you have that doppelganger, then what? I mean, can then <sighs> I, can I sue? I mean, if somebody sounds just like me and they're like, I can sue you because I don't want you sounding like me. The, the cold hard truth is you can sue for anything. And if you get a judge who's an activist or a moron, but I repeat myself, <laughs> Yeah. then they might not immediately throw it out because your suit is stupid. 
you can sue over anything, no matter how dumb a, a judge who's worth their position would immediately throw it out and say, and then fine you for wasting the court's time. The problem, of course, is if you can find the right, say, Washington, D.C. circuit judge who's willing to listen to your completely spurious attempts to attack your political opponents, then you can go pretty far with an obviously bogus lawsuit. Yeah, not, I'm not I'm understanding, anything in particular. Yeah, not understanding the technology will go a long way. Every time that the the idea of of so somebody goes off and sues an AI company going, you know, you're a you're doing this thing that I don't like. I come back to. There's nothing new in in kind, only in degree The how to put this. Before AI, it was possible to get a particularly good cartoonist or somebody who's really good at Photoshop to create from whole cloth using no reproduct, no copyrightable reproduction whatsoever and make something that looks like you. Right. And then go out and use it. And that has been deemed by courts to be well, I mean, it, it you might have a case under uh, a slander or libel, but what you don't have is copyright to that image because not, you know, it was created or as an original work. Yeah, it looks like you. So what? Right. The only difference with now the new AI is that it's a lot easier to do. Everybody can do it. I could do it if I wanted to download an AI app. Are there apps yet for it? I bet there oh, are. Oh, yeah, tons. Yeah. I'm sure they're all also uh, taking all of your contacts and looking for your Bitcoin wallets on oh, your I'm device. Sure. <laughs> they're, they're, they're scraping your entire photos library and sending all your dick pics to train another model. But here's the beauty of this stuff. I'm, when is... What I see for a foresee happening will be somebody creating a new model to use in advertising, a new image of a man or woman and creating something they think is totally unique. And then having somebody show up that looks just like that a year down the road going, you owe me a lot of money. Yeah. And if, if the lawsuit is allowed to go forward and precedent gets set, you're going to start seeing a lot of those. Uh-huh. Eventually, I'm just saying that. Based on the, the the AI does not change anything about the substance of the idea of somebody creating a thing in a likeness and then saying and then someone else coming back and saying, I have copyright over that because it's me. The, the copyright law has never been interpreted that way. The only change now is that suddenly instead of it happening once every couple of years, now it happens five times a minute. And yeah, okay, that's going to overload a lot of things, but you want to see courts overloaded. Give one case where somebody can say, this picture looks like me, give me money. Right. And now the courts are going to be overloaded with people wanting money from AI generated images. Like, is it you? No, but it looks a lot like me. Yeah. People have but, confused it with me. <laughs> and a lot of them are things like caricatures too. Like, well, obviously that looks like me. No, it doesn't look like you because your head is not 25 inches in diameter. Right. You don't have eyes the, sa- the size of soup bowls. That is a cartoon. Well, I think a lot of these people like these Scarlett Johansons realize that the technology that is emerging is going to take their worth and their jobs away. I'm okay with that. I am too. I mean, if the technology can do it, 
if if celebrities become the next buggy whip salesman, I'm really that all oh, too bad. I'm sorry that your chosen vocation is no longer like it's not my problem. I mean, I love the idea of being able to choose different people, virtual or real, doesn't matter, to play a character in a movie like, hey, you know, I want to watch The Wizard of Oz, but I want Dorothy to be Scarlett Johansson. That would be awesome. And and I I would argue that at least, you know, for the immediate foreseeable future, that having real people and filming them is still superior to anything that's fully AI generated. Like, does anybody remember the Polar Express? Like fucking nightmare fuel. That was what Tom Hanks was part of that, right? Yeah. yeah, Tom Hanks was the voice, but the... It was touted as, you know, a huge technology leap forward. All of the characters, everything is fully computer generated. And I, it was so deep in the uncanny valley that it gave an entire generation of kids nightmares forever. <laughs> well, fully AI generated stuff now, like if you ever see the the quote unquote live action remakes of some of these old Disney animated films. Right. That's also scary nightmare fuel. I'm sorry. I will go for the ones that use real actors over the computer generated stuff. It's still, but at the same time, if it's uh, let's justify these actors, the celebrities, the Scarlett Johansson's who, you know, let's justify their egos by making sure that we put them on pedestals and catering to their every whim. You know what? I, some pedestals can fall down. I'm okay with. Yeah. They I can I, recreate them. Big deal. obviously not every actor because it's a huge class, but in general, if you've acted in Hollywood, then you need your ego knocked down a few pegs. Well, the interesting thing, another article here on Fox was scams targeting the old folks, especially, I mean, the old folks, this is why you have to tell your parents and grandparents all about this AI stuff, but do I one? No, I guess not. Unless you want grandma and mom to go broke because They got a phone call late at night and it sounded just like Ryan saying, I really need you to wire me a million dollars right now, mom. No, I'm safe because if, if my mom got that phone call, she'd be like, well, it was nice knowing him. Yeah. See you later. We, we have your son. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, If you get any of that money, send some to me. He still owes me. Uh, (laughs) It's like 1.6 billion lost to this kind of fraud in 2022. So I'm betting it'll be more this year. Uh, uh, again, again, not, everything new is old or old is new. Yes. Okay. The, the, the particulars of the crime. Oh, it's using a computer to generate your voice. That might be new. People getting called up and scammed is older than the baby boomers. Uh-huh. Okay. It's as old as the telephone. But Just new scams. Right. Yeah. I mean, the scam changes, but scammers do not. 1.1 billion cryptocurrency fraud. Every time a new one comes out, the the, uh, alleged journalist who is telling the story can always go out and find some moron who got duped by the scam. It's probably the same person who got duped by the last scam and the one before that and the one before that, because you can't fix stupidity. There's always going to be people who are idiots, but you know what? The people who... Well, somewhere along the line realized, hey, other humans are going to try to take advantage of me. They're not going to get taken in because they have working bullshit detectors. 
No, sir. All you have to do is go to Target and buy a gift card yeah, and yeah. give me the number. Yeah, sir. Sir, we are the IRS and right, uh, right. you owe us money and uh, we need you to pay that money in the form of Bitcoins and uh, and Target gift cards. Never give a gift yeah. card. Never. And I, I, I don't, I've never even sure if the people on YouTube, yeah. there's on, a few on big On behalf channels. of grandkids everywhere, never give a gift card. Right. Well, don't do that. And also, if somebody calls you and says, Oh, I really need money. And the best way for you to get it to me is to go buy a gift card somewhere and then give me the numbers. Not real. Not real. I mean, on the one hand, yes, that's that's a huge vector for scams uh, because it's untraceable, because it's anonymous. You know what else is untraceable, anonymous form of money that people would like to get rid of? Cash. Well, yeah, that too. And boy, I think that that. I don't want to tell people don't use anonymous forms of currency. I'd like to tell people don't fall for scams. Yeah. Yeah. But don't do gift cards. Gift cards suck. Well, gift cards do suck because you're handing money to a big corporation when handing someone cash would be just as good. But if they don't like, if they don't want to buy something there, they can go somewhere else. Yeah, this is true. This is true. I got, I'm not going to say who, but I got a, I got a gift card. Uh, for our anniversary, which was in September, for Olive Garden. Ooh. We have not used it yet because there's nothing at Olive Garden I want. Oh, unlimited breadsticks. Oh, yes, because that's what I need is to fill up on carbs before the the real food arrives. You like have that's, the that, have by the way, yeah, yeah, that's that's a great business model, by the way, is is you know, people will not eat as many expensive items like meat. If you can fill them up on the really cheap carbs before you serve them. Sir Baron Spud the Mighty says, that shit ain't bread. <laughs> Probably true. Probably so true. overprocessed, lots of seed oil in that. Yeah. Regift hey. them. That's the way to go. Yeah. The Olive Garden is not uh, not one okay, of my go-to I just glanced places. at the troll room and and here you know, here's what scared me the most. Apparently there were six net neds before this. Yeah. They all uh, he is there's he is net ned seven. What happened to them? You don't want to know. Are they still alive? No. Did you, did you the cloning process did not work well? Oh my god. We we live in the future and it's an AI dystopia. Where did all the net neds go? <laughs> That's the real question. That is an important question and also uh, a pop country song. And the answer is Detroit. For all of you playing along at home. Well, that explains what happened to him, too. The uh, article here from Telecompetitor, which shows up every now and then. Online anger. Which broadband brands get customers the most riled up? And it's interesting because I was going back now a week or so later uh, to see if they had ever updated the article because the article. No, that would that would involve getting in a smoky room and trying to make up new names for the list. I know. But when your headline says which broadband brands get customers the most riled up, I'm expecting them to tell you which brands actually get people riled up. The most effective clickbait never actually answers the question in the headline. Yeah, that may be why then. It's like, oh, the electronics technology sector ranks second on a list of industries that make people mad, blah, blah, blah. Industries? Uh Uh-huh. The trust pilot data set, which consists of brands with ratings 4.5 or less and at least 500 reviews, were analyzed using emotion, a data set through Hugging Face, blah, blah, blah. The Hugging Face I was intrigued by because that's 
they do a lot of the open source stuff with the AI image generating. It says, as part of that research, Preply, so another company, analyzed the overall anger quotient for each brand to find out the top 100 anger-provoking brands. And I'm like, damn, this is going to be fun. I want to see where everybody is on the list. I don't know who, who did this article again, because they should make the list. Uh-huh. Telecompetitor.com. Yeah, I bet they didn't put themselves on the list, but yeah. Sorry, clickbait. It says AT- not, not a huge fan of clickbait. I know. AT&T was number 18 out of 12. Here's the bad thing. This was linked from the news over at DSL reports, which back in the day, I mean, I think it's broadbandreports.com now as well. Back in the day was a pretty decent site. And it's an aggregator that real people find the stories and then point you towards them because allegedly they're interesting stories revolving around the internet and cell industries. Allegedly. Uh Uh-huh. Because the article that I'm reading here goes then, AT&T was number 18 out of 20, and a spokesperson for Preply told Telecompetitor that Charter, Spectrum, and Verizon were also among the electronic tech companies that were found to elicit the most online anger. But then it doesn't say anything else. That's like, why? You're not giving uh, me- Among. Uh-huh. Do they actually give the list? No. Okay, yeah. They, put these assholes at the top of the list of the most annoying clip, clickbaities, alleged journalists. Yeah. Because I really wanted to know. I want to know who was making people mad. Was well, it okay, I'll, I'll go was ahead and finish the list. Yeah. Uh, I will go ahead and finish the list. And that is, if you are a broadband provider, you are probably on the list of broadband providers that annoy people. Yeah. Because nobody why ever happened. I don't, I don't know if it's a, a characteristic of a, a scummy industry or just something about broadband that causes, like, you cannot do broadband in such a way that you don't piss off half your customers. And it's odd because you can have the same company that has like 50% of their consumers like, oh, this place sucks. Then the other half like, this is the best I've ever had. There are a lot mobile of unre- carriers. A lot of unreasonable mobile carriers are like that too. Yeah, true. And it's all unreasonable expectations, I think. Yeah. I can't believe they didn't give me 100% reliable, 100% reliable full gigabit on my cell phone everywhere I go, even up into the mountains. Right. Or I burrowed or, down you know, 40 feet below then, the ground and my, yeah. I couldn't get a signal anymore. Un- unreasonable customer reviews. Like, I can't believe they didn't live up to their side of the contract. Like people ever read the contracts. You know, I can't believe that the salesperson in the store lied to me about how what the speeds that I was going to get. You're talking about Bemlet? I did not use a name. <laughs> they said I'd get up to this. Well, yeah, up to. They're very sketchy, these guys. Yeah, yeah. They, they have the, the coded language to make sure they got all the right weasel words. Yeah, you could. I my. <laughs> When I came in here, I'm actually on the other ISP right now because, uh, you know, I, I don't know if these are connected, but I heard screeching and a crash outside and then my Internet went out. Oh, and I, I just am fortunate that I'm like JCD where I have multiple ISPs in the house. But uh, even right now, when the Internet is down completely, I am getting up to one gigabyte or gigabit. Well, that's because you're just, on the faster one. Well, no, I mean, even even the one that's getting zero, that's up to a gigabit. Oh, yes, it's up to <laughs> right now. It's zero, but you could get up to Hey, marketing lies. The best marketing lies are the ones that are not technically lies. Overall, I cannot say anything bad 
about yes, Xfinity. I mean, I could if I tried, but I've been with Comcast slash Xfinity now for 20 years and very rarely had a problem. That last one I had obviously was a modem going bad. And I asked for a new modem. They sent it and it stopped the problem of the rebooting. I can't believe these guys don't keep their modems working for more than 25 years at a time. I know. That's kind of the way it is. Like, it really is like my dishwasher. How it dare. died after 15 years. Can you believe that? Yeah. How dare they gave they gave me a modem in 1994 and it's not working today. I want all my money back. Everything I've ever paid. And they still don't understand the concept. That's the one thing I'll give the Comcast people like. Well, if I get my own modem, then you're going to keep giving me the unlimited data, right? No. Well, then we'll have to charge you $50. <laughs> but if I'm renting your modem for 20, I get the unlimited data. Why can't I just get it for $20? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I get to hear from, from Bimlet who will, will give me his side of the rant about the people who come in and uh, make demands like, well, I'm bringing my own modem is like, Buddy, your modem is from 2003 and will not work well with our equipment. Well, I should be getting the same speeds with my modem as you with yours that you pay for. And why should I be paying? Like, dude, technology moves on. Uh -huh. And there are times when they come out with a new system, you know, like the Doxis three point whatever. And it's like you can't buy anything for a while. And only the yeah. cable companies have access. And there's nothing you can do at that point, except wait. You'll eventually be able to get it. DigiGuru not happy with Xfinity. They just keep dicking him around. They like me. Or maybe it's just I know how to be nice. This is the one thing yeah. you have to do when you have a problem with a service. If you're the asshole, and I'm not saying you are, Digi, don't get me wrong. I will. <laughs> I know a lot of people when they go to support you know if you start with an attitude you know the support people are going to fuck with you right oh yes yes <laughs> those are probably my favorite bemlet stories are the the ones where the person completely walks in with a chip on their shoulder and uh he has been at his location for long enough that even the management they're like he does a great job and he's always fair with people but it gives him a little bit of leeway because Somebody walks in with a total attitude chip on the shoulder. He's going to give it right back at the same rate. It, 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 being a Bemrose does not put up with bullshit. And I absolutely appreciate the stories. You know, somebody, somebody comes in. And, well, I demand that, you know, because I, I, because my internet was out for a day and a half, I demand that you refund this month. Well, okay. But, um, here, okay. In that case, here's how we're going to prorate it. So we'll disconnect you until the 25th of next month. Have a good day. But what do you mean? He'll actually say shit like that. And I love it. It's like, <laughs> we will give I me mean, this is, you'll give me a credit for the time or double the time. Yeah. Well, you were down for three hours, sir. So we're going to give yeah. you uh, 13 cents. Yeah. Here's your, here's your credit. Uh -huh. What you're wasting. <laughs> I don't know time. if he's actually reached into his pocket, pulled out some change and said, here's your credit, sir. Uh-huh. That that's would what I would well. want to do. Yeah, that would go over well, and you'd want to have that on video. <laughs> you'd want to have that on video. But I mean, really, very rare we have outages, and these speeds are as advertised, so I can't complain. But I know that not everybody has the same experience. 
I've just learned that they're, and I've mentioned it before, a, a tech tip here from Grumpy Old Benz is if you have any issues with Xfinity, go to their customer care people on Twitter slash X. They seem to be very good at their jobs. That's all I'll say. And here's my other tip here from Grumpy Old Benz, and that is if you have any issues with anything at all, suck it up. Burn it down, baby. Do you have a problem with your podcast not getting enough support yeah. from the experts that consume it? Yeah. Suck it uh, up. <laughs> I do have a problem with that, as a matter of fact. You're like, suck it up, buttercup. No. We're a value for fact, value show, man. We, had a we are lot. a value for value show. And this week we got value from nobody. Next. We got a lot last. I mean, to be fair, when we go a month between shows, yeah. the value really piled up. So it's like, maybe we just should do a show once a month. Yeah. If I ever do another angry tech news, I'm getting half the show is going to be reading names. It should be, man. But we do have a few well, yeah, people. But to when thank. I was doing it weekly, I wanted half my show to be reading names. I know it didn't get to that point. And everybody right now, I get it. It's the Biden economy. Everybody's like, we got to go buy Christmas gifts. And maybe they're just waiting up for a big grumpy old yeah. Ben's donation for that Christmas week. We got to go buy our Christmas gifts and make Bemrose deliver them. Right. <laughs> Which is, you never had that opportunity before. And you do now, if you all, if people only knew that they were on your route, but then they'd have to live near Seattle. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah. Not worth it. They're like, I could move in, or maybe we could just put in like a, a Dropbox address somewhere on your route. And that way, whatever thing that comes there can then be shipped throughout the, uh, you know, throughout the country somehow to get it to, to us. I don't know. We'd have to figure out some kind of system. I don't know how, but we could figure it out. I think, but is it worth it? No, because it sounds let's like just, it was, let's just put an AI on the problem. Oh, that's an even better idea. We just need an AI expert to do that for us. I wonder if we could find one. Uh, I did, didn't we, uh, the, the one AI expert we had, he's overboard every other week. Oh yeah. That, you know how it is, but he, he's working on, uh, He's working on getting himself some kind of test taken or something like that. But we do have a few people to thank oh, really? for today's show. And thanks. I mean, since yes. I sent out the uh, sent out the bat signal yesterday, like, okay, it's never been a better time if you want to be the executive producer of this show. Yeah. And then and then I'm getting messages like, hey, Bemrose, your note is down. Yes. Well, this is also true. People are like, I'm sending all my lightning, but Bemrose ain't getting it. Get it. Yeah, get Albie, dude. And, and see back to what I said about having had absolutely zero time since the last show to do anything about it. How dare you be working? Go just go get a get LB account right now. It'll be great. But uh, from Podhouse Studios is Will J. Robertson. He came in with 1133 and uh, sent a little note over on No Agenda Social. Look forward to the show. Stay grumpy, my friends. That's all we know how to do, Will. From Podhouse Studios. That means he must have a podcast too. Or he just, you know, studios them. Oh, that's, I guess. I mean, why would you do that? Well, because you have to have a, uh, it's Sir Robertson of two sticks. He does say question everything. So, I mean, we're just questioning whether or not he has a, a podcast or not. On No Agenda Social, it says he's the keeper of truth and teller of knowledge long forgotten. He enjoys hiking, hacking, and caching. Is this you're looking, for, you're looking for love at no agenda social? Maybe <laughs> you're not going to get it from you're not going to get it here. This is true. Grumpy old Benz is a completely different thing, but 
Bro, I, do you even podcast? I don't know. I don't. I see he's got his um, call sign here for the hamsters, K6WJR. But I don't see a podcast. He's a William Riker fan, but who isn't? It was William Riker, right? Uh, that was one of them. One of them. Were there more than one Riker? There, you know, there was, in fact, there was an episode where he got cloned with a in in a transporter accident. Oh. And they ended up having two for the episode, and then uh, the second one took on the name Thomas and went become a, became a terrorist. Was a much more interesting character. I wish they'd gone forward with that. <laughs> People are like, wait, can we do this with Bemrose? Can we, can we split them in two? Then we can have one that does nothing but deliver the packages, and then no, one. I'm, I'm- I'm the McCoy character who takes a shuttlecraft everywhere because I'm not interested in getting in that transporter beam and having my molecules scattered. <laughs> right. Cause you know what can happen. <laughs> you know what can well, happen. Anybody who's seen star Trek knows that there's a transporter accident every third week. Like these things are not safe. And you know, the writers are like, we just run out of ideas for the love of God. <laughs> just let us die. See Brooklyn 112 came in with 33,333 Satoshi saying boost the GOBs, which of course you got none. Thanks, C. Brooklyn. And comic strip blogger. I mean, he answered the bat signal as well when I said, hey, nobody's been donating, at least not on PayPal. Sir Truck Driver did come in right after the last show. But CSB, when I said we had nobody donating, came in with 10,015. With the note, please follow me on Twitter for cartoons and memes, CSB, just three letters, CS and B. And then he came in with 6,015 sats and then 3,015 and then 2,015 and then 1,015, then 515, then 5,015, 3,015, 1,015, 1,015, which equaled a grand total of 32,650 Satoshis, a record for CSB on one show. But of course, I think half did bounce back so i mean still it was a nice gesture csb and i hope that everybody does follow him on twitter where you can ask him any question and he may give you an answer csb then sir truck driver came in with the 13,333 satoshi boost said belated happy to hear gob again boost so listen to him and then go over oh, that to, makes one of us yeah we'll go over to rolling on dot show and then I think you can boost him. Everybody, you boosting him, he's boosting us. You come to Chicago, you'll get boosted, but that just means somebody's taking your car. So be very <laughs> careful. It's, Not the same kind of boost. It's right. It's different in the real world. And it, it boosted Graham there is uh, the, the expletive they yell at you as they're driving away in your right, car. In your car, right. Fuck off! Abel Kirby came in with 8,888. You know Abel Kirby. He's on that show. With, I've heard of him, yes. With that other guy, the guy from Canada. Yes, the, the talk about Portis. anime and potatoes. Yes, anime potatoes. It's very weird. He says, grumpy to hear you are back. Now take off your pants. Um, beat you a long time ago, dude. Who? Yeah, yeah, way past that. Do you, do you podcast in your pants, Abel Kirby? Do you? Cold yeah, what, acid. what kind That's of person guy. wears pants while podcasting? I mean, why would you? I mean, you never know what's going to happen while podcasting. You need to be unencumbered. I mean, these are just podcasting tips from people that know. Memes1337 came in with 2,702, said, Leet boosting the split or not. Maybe he's making fun of the fact that uh, the split isn't working because you're bouncing. I've been giving all your stats to Sir Libre and the metal bands on lightning thrashes. 
stay off the interweb so I can continue to do this as memes and shit posting don't pay as well enough to support all of my podcast doesn't pay well enough to support all of my podcasts like podcasting <laughs> right podcasting doesn't even pay enough to support the podcast grammar is hard he says stay grumpy friends well reading for me is hard that's the bigger issue reading is than, hard more than anything but you've else. been you reading too much ai porn i think so it really it will rot your brain Joel W came in with one, 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 one user eight, four, seven, nine, six, five, six, three came in with 200 Satoshi saying, welcome back. And then circus media and rock and roll Breakheart were streaming the sats. I dig the streaming sats when people come in with and the screaming sets and the screaming sats are nice too, but there's nothing better when you see somebody coming in, especially with somebody the other day was coming in with like five cents a minute and i'm like well i talk a long time so five cents doesn't seem like a lot but you know that if that's a two-hour show that's six bucks which if people and, that every time this you're is listening, where i screwed up trying to make a shorter show uh-huh right you're like no like we trying could, to respect people's time you should just short yourself that paid way. by the minute baby we are nine we're the new 900 number operators we get paid by the minute <laughs> hey there baby yeah yeah. What are you wearing? Make sure you, you keep them on long enough to get a trace. I mean, to you know, milk them of money. Yes. It's a, well, five cents a minute. That is a bargain for the kind of content you are getting right here on Grumpy Old Benz. If you want to help support this show, and who doesn't? You just decide what kind of value you got out of I the don't. show. I mean, maybe it's a latte's worth of value. That's what? Five, ten bucks over there? Yeah. And, that's and that's quite a lot. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's a loaf of bread's worth of Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, the freaking uh, basket of groceries. Some of the sourdough breads now, five, six bucks, seven bucks for a loaf of bread. Just just not the bread from Olive Garden. Yeah, you don't want that. It's not even real bread. It is not. So allegedly. It's soylent. (laughs) You never know what's going into this stuff. But I seed oils. I am reliably informed by the troll room. The last time. I went to the Olive Garden. I was not a happy camper afterwards, and I don't think I ever went back because of that. And you know, I can handle Mexican food. I can handle White Castle's Olive Garden, not so much. There's something in it, no bueno. And I'm gonna go chest along burster with that. eggs. Yeah, well, I can do eggs, man. No, uh, no, the the chest burster ones though. Oh uh, well, no, I don't, I don't do those. Yeah, not good. Maybe it is. It's all bugs. That's the kind of protein they're putting in there. I- you want to do a tech story? Sure. I mean, we've we, sort of been doing them, but we uh, just go to grumpyoldbenz.com slash donate. That's all I'll tell you. If you can, I understand it's Biden's America. It's the holiday season, but don't forget to tip your podcasters. Just help them back up if they need help or your Amazon driver. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty happy. There are some people who do. They'll like they're. I think I may have told this last week. I, I need more caffeine about the nuts and leaving you a little yeah. water bottles. Yeah, I ran across, it was a, you know, there was a box next to the door said place packages in here. And there was uh, the, the little packages of snacks and uh, a selection. There was like a Gatorade and a Coke and there was a Coors Light. <laughs> now, that's a like, sense of really, humor. Would really love to take this, but it's light. <laughs> so if it was just a regular Coors, you'd be like, I'm all down with the clown. No, not really. No, of course. I like, could you get like stock with some micro brew people? Don't cheap out. You like, at least get me a Samuel Adams for the love of God. I mean, I'll yeah. even take one of those uh, Halloween roasts or whatever they come out with. 
little pumpkin uh, spice lots here, uh, pumpkin spice uh, lager. Uh, how about this one? Um, Microsoft had uh, in their OneDrive sync client on PC, uh, they put out an, an update, which uh, they, they said afterward it was, quote, just a test. But here's what would happen. If you decided to close the OneDrive sync client, you got a dialog box. The dialog box had a cancel button and a grayed out quit OneDrive button and a survey on it that asked for the reason that you're choosing to close the application. Uh, let's see, it said, uh, if you close OneDrive, files in your OneDrive folder won't sync back up to the cloud so that you won't see your changes across devices. The only way to enable the quit OneDrive button was to select from the following list of reasons. I don't want OneDrive running all the time. I don't know what OneDrive is. I don't <laughs> use OneDrive. I'm trying to fix a problem with OneDrive. I'm trying to speed up my computer. I get too many notifications or other where you'd have to type in something. You have to select one of these from a survey before it let you close the program. Wow, that sounds uncool at the very now, least. It turns out Microsoft got some bad feedback over this. And so a few days later, they put out another update so that you don't have to select. OneDrive is uh, one of those things that I immediately turn off, get off the machine, yeah. never have used it. But wait, we'll Be give you some free space, boss. I, I'm looking at the Like if I want to fill out the survey at all, then I'd select other and be like, OneDrive is bloated anusware that came with my computer. Stop launching it. Uh-huh. Something like, but I don't know. But you're too it, nice. It, I am. I'm, I'm way too nice to tell people what they need to hear. Well, Microsoft refused, re removed the survey, which was when I read the thing. Uh, my thought, of course, was they, whenever I see a, a grayed out button, like, you know, you can't quit. Like, oh, yes, I can. Task manager. Right. Task manager doesn't ask for a survey. <laughs> no, no, it will just stop and go. You're on your merry way. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, booth. This one, I've got some great news. This is this is a, a feel good story. There is a supermarket chain in the northern UK called Booths. Um, they have. Uh, it said they had. They're in Lancashire, Yorkshire, Cheshire, all the shires, I guess. Um, they decided that they were going to ditch their self-service grocery checkout and go back to having people scan your groceries. What a crazy concept! Uh, from the statement that they put out, uh, they said, we believe colleagues serving customers er, delivers a better customer experience. And therefore, we have taken the decision to remove self-checkouts in the majority of our stores. Our customers have told this over time that the self-scan machines that we've got in our stores, they can be slow. They can be unreliable. They're obviously impersonal. We stock quite a lot of loose items, fruit and veg and bakery veg. And as soon as you go to a self-scan with those, you've got to get a visual verification on them. And some customers don't know one different Apple versus another, for example, which I think is true. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I understand. And then they you, added, you should know like the basics, but if you want to tell like which one's a Granny Smith, which one's a Fuji, which one's a Red Delicious, most people are like, yeah, I don't know. It's a fucking Apple. I, I, I don't know. And I don't care. Right. That's your job. <laughs> Most of the time. That's your fucking job. Uh, yeah, Make all apples the, the same price. I want apple equality. Yeah. Show opener. 
And then they finally added, and then the minute that you put any alcohol in your basket, a store employee's got to come and check out that you're of age, and we may as well have employees checking everybody out anyway. I guess it's the UK where everybody has alcohol in their baskets all the time. Exactly. Because we're going to have to um, see your order. We may as well just. I only bring this up because I want more stores to suddenly realize that these machines are awful for connecting with your customers. I I get that the bean counters love them because you can, because they're machines that you don't have to pay. You don't have to provide benefits. You don't have to pay a living wage. Fine. But I want, I, I, I see what you've done for other people and I want it for me. I really want this at some of the stores I go to. When I go grocery checkout, we always go to the, the one lane that has an actual person, if they have it, it there'll be, you know, 12 people all in line for the self-checkout machines. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll have somebody else do the store's job. I don't know. You know, am I, am I just too old? Is this, is this a thing that we should all get used to is never having any human interaction and only interacting with machines? I mean, I know I'm old and I know I, I'm a little bit of a Luddite because I walk down the street and I look at the street. I don't even, I don't even have a phone in front of my face when I'm doing it. How weird is that? I know people are like, well, how, how can you even drive around without a phone in front of you? Well, I can't when I'm driving a van. The, uh, the concept of the self checkout, we have uh, fought for years. I mean, it makes it a lot easier now that we do 90% of our grocery shopping online and just pick it up. Cause then there are no lines to go through at all, which is probably ever as when it, you compare everything on down the line. I understand you don't get the full experience and maybe you'll forget to get something that you would have remembered if you had walked down the aisle and saw it, but overall really like that experience. But when I do go in for years, we fought the whole concept of going through the self checkout lines. Cause one, they're a pain in the ass and two, they never work. The other day we were in picking up a few things. And the last delivery, uh, the pickup order that we had, they were so late with that they gave us a $25 gift card that couldn't wow. be used anywhere but in the store. You had to bring the card oh, in. They, oh, 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 so you have to go in. You don't. You can't even do it remotely? Exactly. Because there was no place like, to put this in. We miss your smiling face. Kind of. So they give you the gift card for having your order that you picked up because you don't want to go into the store but there's nowhere to put that number. It was like, you know, again, just a gift card number, but there's nowhere to put gift cards in their system when you are ordering from your home to pick up. Why? I don't know, but not a big deal. We went in and went because the lines for the people, we went and checked first. The ones that were manned by actual humans were really long and we only had a few things, but the reality was we got to a self checkout and Immediately, one of the items wouldn't scan. Oh, you need a person. So the person had to come yeah. run it over. And then they and left. You got the same experience. Yes. And then I slid, you know, the little card through there to pay with the gift card. Oh, this isn't working. Ding, ding, ding. Need to get a person. I'm like, that's so, so really, I'm like, the irony here is the thing we didn't ask for, but it was nice to offer the $25 gift card. But the thing we didn't ask for is now causing more problems for you to say sorry about the problem you had the last time. <laughs> I, I, that sounds, I mean, it sounds very corporate grocery. It really does. Uh huh. I, 
I, I don't go through the self-checkout lines because in most cases it, it's not really faster. And this is, I don't know if I'm unique in this, but I, I, it crystallized in my mind as I'm busy driving around the, the County these days with uh, an AI camera watching over me and policing everything I do. And that is I am old enough now, maybe I, again, maybe I'm unique. Maybe I'm the only person who feels this way, but I am old enough to remember when the promise of computers was that they would serve people somewhere along the line. Now people have to serve computers and this delivery thing. I am a slave to this freaking app that controls everything I do when delivering. I am a slave to drive right or the AI will report you, uh, you know, wait until the app tells you to scan a package before you scan it. Okay. Amazon, uh, you know, doesn't trust their drivers. I get that. No, nobody trusts their drivers. Drivers can't be trusted. They're horrible people. And therefore you have to enslave them to these devices that ensure that they do everything in the right order. But I, I don't like serving computers. Computers exist to serve me. It's the same reason I don't like talking to my computer. I don't want a computer assistant. You computer are not a human. You serve humans. Do what I want. Don't have a conversation with me. I don't want a damn conversation with a machine or a robot or an AI. I want the computer to do what I want to do and then get the hell away from me. It's like a wife. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I, I, I'm not going to say that out loud. Self-checkout machines, the same kind of thing. They show up and they look like, oh, you can make this go really easy. And then, you know, put the, you know, put the item back in the bag. Now put the item on the scale. Scan the item here. Now put the, you know, oh, you lifted one of the items out of the filled bag. Put it back. Right. Warning. Like, Warning. Why am I the slave to this stupid thing? Yeah, I think it's funny. I, Machines should serve humans. Where did that get reversed? I don't approve. Yeah, it's not easy to scan this stuff. And my wife did that in like high school, worked at a grocery store with the scanners. And like this, this thing is like, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. But one of the things that we bought was for my nephew, I guess on his Christmas list, which we got through my wife's mother was socks, underwear. And the wife's like, I ain't fucking getting nobody's socks and underwear and monster energy drinks. I'm like, wait, so we can put groceries on our Christmas list. This adds a whole <laughs> new, this adds a whole new level of things. I'm going to start putting on oh, Christmas. Hell yeah. Okay. I want uh ham, eggs, bacon, uh-huh. and uh, you know, bread, uh, but yeah, maybe a maskin massingill medicated douche or two. Yeah. Uh, We're a little low on toilet paper. Right. <laughs> condoms and uh, anything people might be embarrassed to go buy. That's what you put on the list. Grocery list or Christmas list. What's the difference this year? Same thing. It's even better if it's like ice cream, because then it's the whole, you have to keep it frozen thing. No, no, you have to put it under the tree to be open on Christmas morning. (laughs) Oh, see, that's a great idea. If you're leaving it under somebody else's tree, actually under the tree in this house, it would be perfectly frozen. Y'all see there, it works for you. It's like, that's a pint of ice cream. It'll be fine on Christmas. It might actually be too frozen. I was like, really? You're asking for 
groceries. And I'm just like, okay, I need, you know, mayonnaise. Put that on the I list. I mean, this changes the rules entirely. Uh-huh. Everybody out there, put at least one grocery item on your list and see what people say. And while you're at it, could I have, like, maybe a gallon of gasoline? For, uh, for using in a vehicle? Or do you have some other Molotov cocktail uh, aspirations? I plead the fifth. Okay. If we start seeing the fifth. a lot of fires going on in the Seattle area. Crazy man in Amazon truck throwing Molotov cocktails down the streets in Seattle. Film at 11. <laughs> it's no less than they deserve. No. I mean, that, you realize everybody that listens to this show, when they Blitz see that promo, it. are just like, oh, fucking Bemrose. Blitz gets it. Jerry cans for Christmas. Christmas <laughs> jerry cans. What's a jerry can? Is this a, fir- a, ter- a term that I'm not aware of? It's those metal cans that you used to see in vehicles that have uh, like a spare five gallons of gas for when your tank runs out. Ah, okay. Yeah, that it allows sense. you to carry gasoline by hand. Yeah, like the old W. Okay, World War II. I get it now. Now, like you, like you see on the back of a Jeep and Mash, right? Yes. Loaded with gas. Well, you could just what you do is you get your popcorn tins and you take out the popcorn because it's yummy and you can eat it and then just fill it up with gasoline. And back in the day, they were made of metal, which was awesome because if they fell off or something and a little spark, oh, it was great. Yeah, but all of the gas-powered vehicles are going to be illegal by 2035. So really, what kind of a gift is that? And then after, well, the the kind for people who are going to be clinging to their older vehicles forever. (laughs) Right. What is the shelf life on gasoline if you decide to get a 5,000-gallon tank to put in your garage or something? I don't know if this is normal everywhere. I've got a, a five gallon plastic jerry can that I've had for years and years and years because I don't need to use it that often. But I found out recently, I guess that this was some sort of Inslee thing. Like, what the hell happened to the caps on these things? They've got some kind of complicated vapor lock combination thing that you have to use the secret handshake on it, and twist and press in the just the right way. And then. And then a few dribbles of gasoline comes out. What the hell happened to the lids on the plastic jerry cans in the last 10 years? Are you maybe are, you're are the you, wrong person to ask. Are you shocked that the quality of something is going downhill in this society? It, when there's government regulation, yes. And the gasoline lasts I, about a all year. All I know is that my my 15, 20 year old can that has a normal spout that actually pours gasoline. If that thing is gold. I've got to keep it forever because you cannot buy one that doesn't have some kind of complex interlocking thing on the top to, I don't know what it is. Is it for vapors for yes, spills? Probably I don't because I don't people get, are like driving home with that open next to them. And then with yeah. the windows closed and it's a long ride and they're like, woo. It's like, it's like Inslee passed a law that basically said, yeah, you can put gasoline into these portable containers for gas now, but you can't get any back out. Well, this is for it's a green initiative. Can't oh, you Baron just Spud the mighty actually has a link to it. I've got to read this one later. Now, can you, can't you just get a windmill to put on top of your lawnmower that would power it? Oh my, I've got a solar lawnmower. Oh, that's even better. It, it only runs when the sun is out. So I don't ever have to mow the lawn. No, I know. Well, in Seattle, that would be a problem. I thought I saw that somewhere. One of these like Husqvarna or one of them is, uh, using solar to like recharge is one of these automated things, which I'm like, that's an interesting concept. Never have to do the lawn again until, you know, somebody runs off with your lawnmower or I, something. 
I, 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 I have recently discovered, and, and I didn't realize this was a thing, There's, but having visited the front yards and porches of a very large number of people, I've got a sampling here, there are people out there who know shit, their front yards are AstroTurf. Oh, yeah. I would be so embarrassed. <laughs> like, I would just fucking fill it with rhododendrons or blackberries or something before I would put AstroTurf in front of my house. You're like in the middle of summer, maybe it looks like you have a nice green lawn, but in the middle of winter, when you still have a nice green lawn, it's not going to fool anybody. No, it doesn't look like a lawn at any point ever. It looks like the old AstroTurf. It, it, yeah, it, it looks like you've got like an in, indoor wrestling mat or something on. Even better, and yeah. They don't, they don't, when it's raining, like you, they look like little ponds because the water doesn't go through very well and it doesn't flow. So, and you walk on it and it just squish and sprays everywhere. Well, don't walk on it. I don't it. know. Who, who thinks this is a good idea? You know, there are plenty of people out there who will argue that grass in itself is unnatural and we right. shouldn't have grass lawns. And I understand that point of view, but not only that, there's nothing more unnatural than taking what could easily be any kind of vibrant plants. Literally anything you plant around here will grow. It, 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 the, the climate is such that it, it, not, there's no way not to grow things. You have to turn over the soil every couple months or you will get something growing. So growing is not a problem, but you take this place that could be growing native plants, anything. And you're like, no, I really want it to look like grass. But more than that, I want it to look like shitty grass that was peeled off of somebody's sports field. Right. From 1980. Yeah. Well, I know there are things that originally the artificial water grass, is expensive. Blitzed. Yeah. I live in Seattle. But there's a lot water of it literally falls out of the sky. But the artificial turf was originally heralded as something, you know, for the climate extremists who thought that this would be more sustainable. And then they realized, no, it's actually not. No, it's it's actually quite horrible for is the runoff alone. It, it contributes to erosion, yeah, chemicals, it, little plastic. I mean, there yeah. I saw somewhere the other oh, day yeah, getting plenty of microplastics into the water table. It was a horrifying amount of microplastics that on average people consume every year and it's like yeah this shit can't be good you wonder why everybody's getting cancer and all the health problems that are around i don't wonder i look at people like damn how did that happen do not eat plastic yeah don't drink the I water have one more story and the only reason i have a story is because this absolutely blew up on social media and a lot of articles were written about it and i figured that it's such a non-story i had to bring it here and you are big on social media let's be honest you are the social media guy i know i spend all my time on social media uh, if if that social media is mastodon i guess i don't know uh this had to do with uh several sheriff's companies uh the article that i pulled from forbes named the oakland county sheriffs and then said also some sheriffs in tennessee which I guess they're all the same. So you don't name them Probably. if you're Forbes. Right. <laughs> it's, it's Tennessee. Nobody knows. Nobody who reads Forbes lives in Tennessee anyway. So let's just ignore that. Just say someone there. Um, these police departments posted to Facebook that a big warning about uh, your privacy because of a change in iOS 17 
to turn Apple's name drop feature on by default. Oh, yeah. I saw. I don't know. I, I didn't get the details, but I saw. You're right. There were articles and talk about this everywhere. Yeah. So so the the Facebook posts came first that were initially somebody posted how scary it is that this feature exists and now is on by default. And then I, I, I don't know who in the you know, the, the first person to post it in, from a police department might have been thinking, oh, well, let's just try to inform the community. But if you're like the 37th police station, you're like, do you even research a story before just reposting it? Probably not. But uh, the the articles, uh, which, again, mainly posted on Facebook, because, of course, that's where people who care about privacy hang out. Of course. Uh, were aimed mainly at parents of kids that say, and the articles, the gist of it was uh, with this feature on somebody can tap their phone to yours and immediately download all of your contact information so that they can, uh, you know, and, and it was, it was aimed at the parents of kids and saying, go into your phone settings and turn this off. And okay. I have, I have better advice for the parents of kids. First of all, I'm going to go ahead and pull out the Darren O'Neill advice, and it is don't give phones to your kids. Amen. Okay. That out of the way, they did at least give you the practical use that said, go into your phone settings and turn it off. They showed you the, you know, all of them have nested menus, 12 menus deep, say, you know, how to get there. Um, I particularly liked, and this is just uh, a pure Apple marketing speak. In the settings app, the name of the setting is bringing devices together. What the <laughs> F does that mean? Oh, it sounds very equitable. Yes. Well, okay. So here's what the feature actually does. Uh, this, by the way, was in iOS, iOS 16. It was off by default. You, it uses NFC. So first of all, nothing can happen at all unless the phones are within uh, an inch or two. Uh, all of the articles quoted literally from the Apple support and said the, the phrase several centimeters, like you're, you're talking to Americans an inch or two works too. Right. So nobody, no American knows what the hell a centimeter is. Yeah. It says uh near field communication, four centimeters or one and a half inches. I mean that or less. Yeah. It's, it's pretty close. You basically have to be touching or holding them face to face. Like now Keith. Okay. Right. Well, that's because, especially if you are using like I am at being again, an old person using one of the otter box cases that are quite thick. Yeah. A couple otter box cases then, are, you know, together could be close to an inch. And then both people have those little pop-up plugs on the back so that, yeah, it, it, you got to be careful. Yeah. So practice very want, safe, safely. If here. you want to use this feature, here's what the feature does. It allows you to put your name and number into somebody else's contacts or, and vice versa, get them from that, that person. You go into the contacts app, uh, you select, I, I don't remember what the, the marketish name is, but you go into the contacts app and you say, share this contact or something like that. And then you effectively make the phones kiss each other. And on the one phone, it'll, you know, both phones, it'll pop up and said, another phone detected you want to share. Both phones have to confirm whether you want to send, receive, or send and receive. Once that happens, then little progress bar goes by and it adds a new contact to the contacts list with name, phone number, or whatever other information they're sharing, probably 
you know, the, the usual blood type address, credit card numbers, uh, yeah, wallet the addresses for your list crypto. of all your passwords. Right. Yeah. Your, your Bitcoin, your 24 word Bitcoin password, all of that information is transferred to the other phone. But in order to do it, there's a bunch of dialogue boxes. You've got to make sure you, you know, so the only way that somebody could do this without your knowledge is if they have your phone in their hand, then if, if they have your unlocked phone in their hand, they can just tap the phones together and, and punch the uh, agree button on both hands. And then your contact information is now compromised. That said, if an attacker has physical access to your unlocked phone, it's not your phone anymore. They can do whatever the hell they want. It's Does just, it have to be unlocked? Well, the, the UI has to pop up. I don't, I don't think that the, the wait, I don't know. I, I, the question would be, I, can you put, can you type in and can you hit yes without unlocking the phone? I, I would hope not. Doubt, I doubt that it lets you go through with it without unlocking the phone. Like even if the notification pops up on the lock screen, it probably wants you to unlock before it goes through. That's my guess. Knowing what the Apple engineers do, I don't think that they're quite that awful. But they I, mean, use I got your a face. lot of problems with Apple, but the engineers are not actually stupid. Right. But they use your face. So that way, if somebody just points the phone yeah. at you, it'll probably yeah, if, they, if they grab your phone out of your pocket and point it at your face and you don't notice because you're looking at your other phone. Or right. right. Exactly. <laughs> or your third phone, just in case, you know, just yeah. you got to have the backup to the backup. So Apple turned this on by default in iOS 17. What that actually means is that in the settings, what it means is the service that is listening to the NFC to check and see if somebody's trying to send you stuff all the time is now enabled. It's not constantly spewing and broadcasting your contact data. It's not constantly, you know, every time a phone walks nearby, pulling the contact data off. There's a lot of UI interactions. So the warnings are a little premature. Here's what it is doing by being on by default. It is running an unnecessary service. It You're is running your battery. One more, yeah. It is one more process to drain your battery faster. It is constantly polling the NFC to check and see if there's another phone nearby that wants to send. This is the kind of thing that you should probably shut off if you're not going to use it. Not because it's going to leak all your private data, but because it's one more thing to drain your damn battery. Yeah, and if you and, don't, I mean, all things on your phone there are some people that need Bluetooth for certain devices. I never use it, so I turn it off. Do not have things on yeah. if you don't need it. I, my, I've got my, my Samsung Galaxy over here, my, well, my old phone, which has been in airplane mode for probably six months since I switched out my phone. But how does it Why? access the internet? I don't need it to access the internet. But how does it access so, the internet? It doesn't. That's the, the awesome thing about it. The phone's like, I used to have a life. Yeah. Now I can't I, talk no, to my is, friends. It is. It is my alarm clock and it's my podcast player. And it is what they are good for. And I'm really behind on podcasts. So I haven't needed to access the internet for six months. I've been using an old, <laughs> an old, old, cheap tablet as a clock in the bedroom for years. They work great for that. Just cover up the camera. Oh yeah. Yeah. It just put duct tape on the cat. I, I actually got a comment about my, my comment where I said, put duct tape on the camera. They're like, doesn't that damage the camera? I'm like, yeah. So, but here's a pro tip. <laughs> if you actually don't want to damage the camera with adhesive, uh, use a bandaid. 
Huh? Or a sticky note. Works great. And a sticky note, no, not as much. Although it may fall off a lot easier. Yeah, it'll fall off. No, if if you are worried uh, about a piece of tape getting adhesive on your camera, because that can actually damage the lens, a Band-Aid does not damage the lens at all and will cover it great. Anyway. That's a pro tip right here on Grumpy Old Ben's. Donate now. Apple name drop thing. Uh, not really a huge fan. I feel like, you know, the the three times in my entire phone's lifetime that I've been standing near somebody and wanted to copy con- contact information would not justify having a service constantly pulling my NFC. Uh, I, I'm really okay with typing in names and numbers into my phone. Uh, it's not going to just automatically spew your crime. It's not a huge privacy risk. Not yet. Uh, it will leak your contact data once a vulnerability is found and hackers get a hold of it, but that's not what's happened yet. And uh, Blitz says he physically removes LEDs, cameras, and microphones from junk. So if you know Blitz, just bring your gear over to him. He will yeah. take care of it. Or, you know, if you want a real upgrade for, for your laptop, go go rob his house. Oh, no, wait, that's a bad idea. Yeah, you don't he want He has it. guns. Yeah, yeah, and he is not afraid to use them. Uh, there was one other thing that uh, not the Forbes article, but uh, another article I was reading on this one that there were some people who were really, really against name drop for uh, a reason that I would not have guessed. Oh, some oddity. They they don't want name drop to be normalized. The reason is uh, this was somebody talking uh, on behalf of all women. Well. The name drop feature, the only way to send it, it will send your real contact information. And, you know, sometimes you want to just give a fake number to a guy (laughs) to get him out of your hair. And now you can't do that because it used to be you could just tell them a number and they'd type it in and then you'd never have to hear from them again. But if they want you to tap phones, you can't give a fake number. Well, what you need is then an app. Yeah, that's what you need, a fake name drop app. Uh Uh-huh. That lets you, you know, if you press the side button while you're doing it at the same time, then it uh, sends, a, you know, the alternate yeah. information. And and what you should do is if you're sending the alternate information, giving out fake numbers, always make sure to give in, give out the uh, the voicemail number to your favorite podcast. That wouldn't be Hog Story by any chance, would it? Hog Story is one of them. Nick the Rat's another one. Lotus Effect. They've all got call in numbers that you can call. And when some dude is trying to call you up because they tried to hook up with you and he calls and leaves a message like, hey, baby, let's Are you Mike crotch. <laughs> Sounds just like Mike crotch. That's a pretty good impersonation. So, all I'm saying is uh, if you want to send dick pics to somebody, your favorite podcast might actually be appreciative. Amen. Or you just give the local FBI office number. That also helps, too, if somebody's a little creepy. No, oh, because that. I don't want to know what they're doing with it. <laughs> You're right. The they less... probably try to arrest. It, uh, yeah. And that way, if the, as long as it's on the hog story voicemail, nobody will hear it. It's perfectly safe. Well, everybody that way. who listens to hog story will, which is everybody who's cool. Oh, yeah, everybody that's cool. Hogstory.net, hogstory.com, Buford.com. They have so many URLs. It's even longer than the show. Yeah. And the host I really like the host on that one. The the guy who sounds just like Dusty Apples. Yeah, he's interesting. John Fletcher, along with the the girl that sounds a lot like Busty Apples. 
It's a very incestual thing there on uh, Hug Story. Just go I, check I, them out. I don't, I don't know who this person is, but if somebody's got AI picks. I'm sure there are. That's the only way they're going to be. There is the AI picks. You need them. You looking forward to another fun week? I mean, you probably have maybe a slight lull for your uh, package deliveries before uh, the I week am, before Christmas is going to be fun. I, I am I am reliably informed by people who've been doing this for more than a year that for the most part, uh, it doesn't let up until January. Damn. And then people are returning stuff. And those are the dickheads. Yeah, but I don't have to deal with that. Oh, you're right. Amazon's smart. They do not pick up the deliveries with their drivers. Occasionally, they'll give you a UPS that will pick up from your home. But yeah. Amazon, I guess you're not equipped to be able to take packages back, which is understandable. Well, I mean, it's, it's theoretically possible. And if you, I don't know if you've used an Amazon locker, uh, it is possible to return things by putting it in an Amazon locker. And then one of the drivers will have to pick up there. But from your house, no, you use USPS or, or FedEx or UPS or something like that. Well, I like where, way, you could, where you could bring the things back into Kohl's here. I think Staples. I don't know if they're all still active, but I like when I've been returning things, although I've really never needed to take the uh, take them up on this. But when it's like, yeah, you don't need any of the packaging or anything. Just bring the item back. I tell you what, I am not returning any of my groceries. Uh, true. I mean, I was thinking, you know, the and it's working OK, but the the cheap recumbent bike, it was maybe 300 bucks, whatever it was. And I'm like, I, we only need to get a couple of years out of it. It's already starting to make more noise than it was. I'm like, I can only imagine bringing this back to like a staples, just like tossing it over the counter. Like, see you later. Take this oh, and hundred well, pound monstrosity. While I'm at it, I got to ask what the hell is with FedEx drivers? Like you see one on the road and you just like give them lots of room. They're swerving all over the road. They're speeding there. I, I don't. They, they okay. probably don't get paid by the hour. I don't know. They're getting paid I, by the package and they are in a hurry. Yeah. And they, and they don't have an AI nanny to watch what they do every moment of every day, which, which is why they haven't all been fired. <laughs> don't sideswipe that FedEx guy. You're all no, brethren on the road. He's don't, thinking, don't park on any road where they're going down. I, I, I mean, if you like come up to a light and you're next to the FedEx guy, do you like look over and like give him the old nod? Yeah, and he's like revving his engine and, you know, <laughs> rrr, rrr. He'd like, he's like, let's go, Amazon pussy. How fast can your over, rig go? Looks over at you, lowers his sunglasses like, we're going to go. We're going to do this. Soon as that light turns green, quarter mile. And what does the Amazon truck do a quarter mile in 15 years? <laughs> yes. Foot fully to the floor. You're getting out running faster next to the truck. The way it works. I got nothing else. Nah, I don't either. And I've got a Bemro. So I'll say until next week, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where I'm going to order a bunch of Sir Jean's ponchos, get them delivered and then return them after Christmas. And from America's left coast, I'm Ryan Bemrose, and it is now safe to turn off your computer. Behold, bear!
you need to hear more of our fluff. 